Howdy folks, this is The Good Speaking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Enjoy the gold. Hello, hello. All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Good, the Bad, and the Boys podcast. We we are your your improv thing hosts. I'm Taryn. Your desperate hosts. Your desperate hosts. <laughs> I'm Isaac. Romantically desperate hosts. Romantically inept host. <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, we got uh, a treat yeah. today. We got. It's our last of the our shitty rom com special leading up to Valentine's Day, in which the boys watch movies from a genre we don't usually, unless you're Isaac, and and, and then you just watch the artist and we talk <laughs> <Yep>. about, <laughs> and and uh, and consider it a romance. It's uh, yeah, it's like a little a, bit of a stretch, I guess, it, for it, Valentine's. It, but <laughs> it was a simulation of a of a nice golden age romance. I unfortunately yeah, yeah. dislike my own happiness, so I watched uh, 2020's <laughs> Desperados on Netflix, which was yeah. uh, it was it wasn't good, is what it was. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was, um, it was a weird movie. Yeah, uh, it's on Netflix. It's free. It's free on Netflix. God. Came out, but yeah, July of 2020. So it was, it was like a summer comedy. Oh, okay. It wasn't even oh, really it came out it. last year. Okay. Yeah, last year. I didn't know it was that recent. Yeah, you'd think with the jokes Ew. from 2001 that it would have been a bit earlier. But no, this is this is a 2020 film. It was directed by LP. Uh, That's just her name. That's what she goes by. Uh, Lauren Palmigiano. Palmigiano. I don't even fucking know how you pronounce it. I guess she doesn't either. So directed by LP, uh, starring... <laughs> Nassim Pedrad, you might know her from SNL. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Yep, yeah, she was on New Girl. That's, I was like, wow, okay. I was like, wow, sorry, you're in this. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you're in this. And yeah, she's really weird, really weird character. Um, but yeah. <laughs> she's a very, very funny girl, though. Uh, we got Anna Camp. We got Lamar Morris. He was also in New Girl. Uh, and he has his own show now, mm. Woke, I think it's called. He's in this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woke, yeah. Sarah Burns, Jessica Caffin. And Desperados is like a road trip buddy comedy romance about the world's most yeah. unrealistic woman in her 30s. It's kind of... <laughs> horny as all hell. It's horny as uh. shit. <laughs> uh, think like, I don't know, whatever straight to TV movie you've seen about a woman in her 30s who, who doesn't have it together and wants to settle down. She is every stereotype of that woman <laughs> from a character perspective. kind of, yeah, uh, from, from what you described with the, the Christmas catch, this I'm, I'm getting some vibes. Wow, she that, is like probably. the Christmas catch girl. Yes, exactly. Okay. Just yeah, a crazy okay. person, really, <laughs> is what she Absolutely is. Absolutely nuts. And she, she meets this guy <laughs> who is uh, on paper the perfect man, he has a cushy job as like an agent in LA. He's loaded. He yeah, travels a lot. Agent. He yeah. wants to settle down himself. He wants beautiful children. He wants, uh, yeah, just everything fucking people in their 30s want, apparently, including her. 
So she dates him for a month. <laughs> she thinks he ghosts her. Uh, so she writes a scathing email while drunk with her friends. Like, just yeah. brutal. All about small dick energy. Yeah, tiny dick all energy. This, all this stuff. Hey, your wife be barren. You fucking blow me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. she hits send, and then she gets a call from him. He got in a car accident in Mexico, and he was in a coma. So then the movie is her and her friends. They They try and go and break into his hotel room in Mexico and delete the email before he gets home from the hospital and can see it. And that's that's the movie. And it's about finding friendship and love along the way. And if from what I described right. of the premise doesn't sound insane enough to you, it's the movie is even more insane. I don't know how but it is. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I yeah. chose to watch this movie because I just read the premise and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And it, <laughs> it also had. Um, oh, you found you found something. <laughs> I almost didn't watch it because Nassim Pedrid was in it, or Nassim Pedrad. I pronounce her name. She's in it. Um, yeah, Robbie Amell is in it. He's in Good Bit Things. I think he's Firestorm on the on the CW series. Uh, he also has his own show uh, now. I forget what it's called. He like dies and his consciousness is uploaded to a simulation or something. It's just kind of like a worse version mm. of The Good Place. Um, but yeah, he's in that. Okay. And as well as Lamar Morris. And they're, they're all funny people. I was like, oh, this might be like a decent comedy. And then I watched it. Yeah. Cause it wasn't, wasn't the blonde. She, wasn't she from, uh, I thought she was from Pitch Perfect, right? Yeah. Anna Camp. She is. She is from Pitch Perfect. Yeah, Anna Camp. That's right. Yeah. Pitch Perfect and, uh, and True yeah. Blood. You kind of almost have a perfect cast for a comedy film, but it's just Kinda so funny. And you'd think the director would be good. <laughs> Two LP. She directed episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, she did. Oh, really? What's his Mr. Mom? I think it was that one. Just about like oh, the, Mr. Mom. Really? Yeah, the single ba- dad. back in like the Michael Keaton back in the day. Oh, damn. I think it was the new one. Okay. Uh, yeah, but that It's Always Sunny oh, in Philadelphia, and she had gotten her start making funnier die sketches. So she's there's like a. A lot of like, oh, really? people oh, for wow. improv and sketch comedy in this movie. So hmm. You think it, at the very least the jokes would land. <laughs> yeah. But I've been doing some research, <laughs> you know, movie lore. This is a lore channel after movie all. Lore. That's what we're all about. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> and it turns out this movie was not originally a 2020 film with LP as a director. And Pedrad was, she was, she was on pretty early on. Originally, though, the first version of the script, and the first time it was acquired by Universal Pictures, it was in 2009. <laughs> so if you're wondering... Oh, really? 2009? All the jokes been... in this movie, most of them, are very dated. Like, the key plot point uh... jokes are super dated. The main character gets mushroom stamped okay. by a dolphin. The dolphin been... hump jokes. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> It's been in stasis like Captain America. It has. It's like Just this is the Captain, around the knee, the Captain ether. America of shitty rom-coms because it was first announced yeah, in 2009. Okay. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know why. It's, it's so 10 LP, years in the making. Yeah, LP Damn. was still going to direct it, but it was back in 2009. And it wasn't originally Nassim who was uh, going to star in it. It was, what's her name? It was the girl from, from Oculus. Oh, Karen Gillan? Karen Gillan, I believe, yeah. She was originally yeah. supposed to be okay. the main the main girl uh, in that one. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. Huh. But she had backed out pretty mm. early on. It was also um, it's probably a good thing. She's uh, she's doing quite wonderful as <laughs> with her acting career. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this this could have broken her probably. So she had backed <laughs> earlier out earlier on, <laughs> and it was also. Uh, but she did that pretty early, and Nassim had taken over. And originally, Lamar Morris's character was going to be played by Jason Mitchell. He played Easy E in um, hmm. uh, the Compton movie, and he had done another. I think he also had done some sketch oh, stuff. Okay. Uh, but he had some sexual misconduct allegations back in 2019, only a month after they started filming. Um, so he was fired from that movie. And more Morris uh, took his place, and I don't mind any of that. I actually think that their chemistry was really good. Morris and Padrads, yeah, that was probably my favorite part my, of the yeah. movie. And it was just those two on mm-hmm. screen. It was the most competent thing in this film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, the most competent thing. And I don't know how much LP had to do with the actual script itself. Because again, she's done a lot of sketch comedies with Funny or Die. Um, and that kind of offbeat, very dry, very witty humor, that scene and stuff like It's Always Sunny, um, she's worked a lot with that. So getting a very successful SNL actress and another comic actor like Lamorne Morris, who, who's really, uh, he has he has pretty good range on him, too. He's kind of a derpy guy in New Girl, and then he was uh, sort of this mm. offbeat art- artist in his new show, Woke. And now he's a completely different character in this one. He's He's a little more charming, um, yeah, witty, a little more put together and, and funny. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's played all those roles really well. I think him and him and Padrad are really yeah. good chemistry. And it turns out a lot of the movie was improv, according to an interview with Anna Camp. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Most of it was just improv, and the the, the plot served as more of like a backdrop <laughs> for them to basically just take a trip to Mexico because <laughs> they did shoot on location in Mexico City. So, oh, nice. Yeah, the whole okay. movie is just kind of this weird, uh, I don't know, the plot just sort of strings together a series of sketch comedy skits in Mexico, of high-budget sketch comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't have minded that if, I don't know, I, I don't even know what to make of this movie, because some parts are funny. I think the parts yeah. that you can tell were improv on on uh, the side of Lamorne and and uh Padrad, they're funny. They're very funny people. Uh some yeah. of the, the other actors, like uh Sarah Burns, I think she was the other the redhead girl. Was it Jessica Chaffin? I don't know. I fucking the, you can tell who is good <laughs> at improv and who is not in this movie. <laughs> and Yeah. Yeah. So the improv jokes are very hit or miss because you have to be good at improv. And then the jokes that were written in were written in fucking two thousand nine. <laughs> So they're all just dated as shit. <laughs> There's an entire it's subplot so, where yeah. the main character, her name's Wesley, is like accused of being a pedophile, and this 12-year-old boy is in love with her. Oh, yeah. There's that. It's like classic Hollywood move right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and this movie came out in 2020. I don't think any movie that was produced in 2020, in, that was written in 2020, would have written any joke along the lines of this. But since the no. script was written in fucking 2009, they it, it's in there. <laughs> they did it. So it was just sort of like a very loose plot. And it's like, all right, uh, this is a scene where you're naked and you see a 12-year-old. And then 
there are pedophile accusations. Make it up as you go. Begin. And I, yeah, so it was very, yeah. very clunky and awkward how some of the jokes came together. I'm really uh, <laughs> astounded that she didn't. <laughs> the character wasn't thrown in jail sooner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she did um, get thrown yeah. in jail. They really, she just really just got a slap on the wrist from the hotel owner, and that was that was it. Sent her on her way. <laughs> yeah, because again, the plot makes no sense. There are no consequences. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It's just no. sort of a loose framework uh, with which is, to insert. Yeah, improv comedy. It's like a Looney Tunes. Um, <laughs> it's like a loose fucking know, like road trip girls, <laughs> uh, you know, rom com. So yeah, Pedrad's character is. Like almost indestructible, really. Like she, <laughs> she is a mutant. I, I'm convinced. Um, she is indestructible. Like, yeah, even an electric fence, like almost barely <laughs> affects her. Uh, she can jump from tall balconies and land perfectly on her feet. Uh, <laughs> she like lands on well, her not knees. She jumps from a three-story uh, balcony with a computer in her hand and just lands on her knees. <laughs> And then gets up. And then she continues to run <laughs> like nothing happened. We're good. Yeah. She she's she's like Jessica Jones or something. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm convinced. She has the same powers. Like an insane Jessica so, yeah. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I a lot of the reviews I had seen for this described it as predictable and unfunny. And while I would probably yeah. agree. <laughs> I watched this movie with my fiance and when she first meets Lamorne Morris's character, they go on a blind date together, and he's like, no thanks. My fiance was like, I bet that with this guy she's with now, she's going to realize he's not for her, and she's going to get back together with the other guy. And yeah, that's exactly what happens. It is predictable. Yeah, yeah. As far I as... didn't predict that, though, but I... Because <laughs> I, I really thought he was just a side, like a cameo person. Oh. And they just Once he turned on up in the... Mexico, conveniently, while they were there, it was everything was affirmed. Yeah. Like, yep, they're... <laughs> That's the that's the yeah, love that's interest. that's a confirmation right there. That's a confirmation. Yeah. I, I will say on the predictable <laughs> on the predictable side, there were many things I w- did not expect or <laughs> wasn't expecting for sure. There's a lot of shock, a lot of shock. Um, yeah, but for sure the the structure of the story is is very yeah. It's it's your it's very formulaic. So it's <laughs> it's as nothing a, really new as a romance story. Yeah. It's very formulaic in terms of pacing which is horrendous because it's just has no idea what's going on <laughs> the plot itself doesn't know so what's going to happen next i feel like yeah. all the writers were just fucking drunk in a room they're probably just like a bunch of snl writers drunk in a room with a dartboard of snl sketches that got cut because <laughs> they weren't good enough and they were just throwing the dart yeah. there and they're like this is next let's see how we can make them get them from this scene to this scene find a reason to do that kind of how it felt yeah, yeah. and it leaves uh-huh. a lot on like the slapstick comedy and really raunchy does. jokes, which I think Pedrad and Morris can pull off. And I don't think anyone else really yeah. <laughs> did the best job of pulling it no. off. And again, it all comes down to the improv, which there I think there was a gratuitous amount in this movie, according to interviews. And yeah, so you can kind of tell what was inserted and what was not. I don't think the movie knows what it wants to be because Padrad can pull off the humor that's in the script, but I think her own her own style of humor is a little wittier than what's shown, like than what's written for her character, because yeah. the character wasn't yeah, written for her; it was I, written for someone else and then edited for her during this ten year right. hell production cycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I think she did the best that 
she could have did the best yeah. that she could. We we know her range. And yeah, she she could have done better. The funniest moments for her character, so. you can tell, were improv by her because they were they were, had sort of a different tone than the rest of the choices her character <laughs> made, as opposed to it. <laughs> those were the funniest parts. So the best part of the movie was stuff that wasn't in the script. It were just things that the actors did. But that's also some of the worst stuff in the movie, especially coming from like mm-hmm. the background characters and then sort of some of the supporting roles. When I'm sure the director was like, okay, do your own thing and I'm just going to be recording. So I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of this movie. I don't know. I don't think it knows what it wants to be. No, I, yeah. It wants to be There's funny. There's also a CGI dolphin, too. And a CGI <laughs> dolphin. That I have CGI in there. CGI. In, in this this rom com. Dolphin for sure. mushroom stamp. Dolphin. Yep. <laughs> Would you rather have seen dolphin a real dick. one, Isaac? Would that, have, uh, would that have made the movie better for you? <laughs> Uh, oh actual, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking for more practical. Yeah, you know, all <laughs> hipster ass wants those practicals. Jerking <laughs> <laughs> off a dolphin off screen, just getting that out. I want the practical duck titty aesthetic to the, to the dolphin. <laughs> the Howard the those. That's that's what I'm looking the plaster for. Plaster duck titties so, and yeah. the, the puppet dolphin. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, that that's probably gonna stay in. Uh, yeah. What, what did you notice yeah, anyway. <laughs> in this movie? It's it's weird, right? Like it just feels everything just feels off. It is weird. Yeah, it's just very discombobulated. I just feel like I don't know. Yeah, just like the dialogue is just really. I don't. I don't know. It just feels jarring. Like just the way <laughs> they're talking to each other. Also, the whole um, I think friendship aspect where they're feeling like pushed away uh, by the main character. Um, I didn't really get that yet until the last moment i'm like oh well now now they're upset about her well, like no, oh it's... okay like oh 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 they don't feel listened to oh really? okay uh it wasn't really sure I didn't, I didn't i just didn't get that in the beginning until so. the plot needed it to be yeah. because again it's just right. a loose framework of scenes in which they're all just sort of independently done like sketch bits and then some occasional scripted parts that move the story along and so, yeah, I agree that it really it was right. just sort of them like memeing around in Mexico, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, we're not appreciated. Goodbye. Right. Yeah. It's it's almost. Yeah. It's just it it didn't make sense. You know, I thought there I thought it was just like their, you know, it's it's the main character, and then you have like kind of the the comedic support, mm-hmm. um, of of the you know the the main character's friends and whatnot, and that that banter. But yeah, then then it became a, a friendship focus, which, I mean. I, I I don't mind the theme of it. Like, sure, you know, maybe maybe you know, focus on yourself and you know the <laughs> friends you have rather than like you know going to Mexico and yeah. being so you know uh, tied so, up. You this know, woman with, with a in this with movie. A boy you just met. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Wesley's character, she's a guidance counselor. <laughs> she <laughs> sort yeah, of a guy who's like people pay you for. For advice she's like yeah <laughs> so i don't know if it was a bit uh or not but it just her character doesn't feel like a real person until maybe the last no 15 minutes this is more of a like does, a walking yeah. meme <laughs> and i i agree that the whole friendship side plot was a little a little swept under the rug i and again it doesn't know what it wants to be does it want to be like a buddy comedy or does it want to be like a romantic comedy because right. if it was just a movie about you yeah. know three friends who go to Mexico, so one of them can save a relationship with this guy, but then she realized, oh, I don't need him. 
Uh, I just need me and, and my friends. We have each other. We have each other. Yeah. The boys. Uh, right. That would have been but fine. But then it's like, and then the movie's like, nah, we don't want to do that. We wanna, yeah, but that we want her to plot get with. <laughs> suffers because it's swept to the side for the, the second guy. For right. Lamorne Morris's character, which I don't know because I don't know what, what to think about it because the what happens between Wesley and what's Morris's character's name? Sean. Wesley and Sean. He was the other guy. Um, those are probably my favorite moments in the movie, where those just two actors kind of mm-hmm. riffing each other. Um, that was probably the most natural Agreed, comedy. Yeah. That was that was the best part of the film. They had fun banter. Yeah. But yeah. to and get that... And their yeah, their chemistry was good. Yeah, they had great chemistry. But to get that, the, the, the best friend side plot had to suffer. But if we only focused on that, then the other plot with with Sean would have it would have had to like not exist because then because when it does the entire like theme of the movie is is void because <laughs> what she learns at the end is I don't need to yeah I don't need no man I just need my friends and and that's what's better but then she gets the man at the end of the movie anyway right at the end so it yeah. doesn't really matter <laughs> exactly what it's kind learned. of a Sierra Burgess moment you know a little bit <laughs> where you feel like there's a different theme <laughs> you know what actually that, is. that the movie is alluding to but um yeah. it just doesn't happen the so movie. yeah the consistency is off like i like you just have to you have to you have like it's kind of a fork in the road you have to just go one direction or you know or else you, you you end up with this discombobulated mess of where yeah you either focus on the friendship aspect or you focus on the romantic aspect so yeah it's just yeah it's just very just doesn't make sense the movie but, tells you that its message is uh, you know don't, don't get hung up on 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 love you just focus on your friends and on yourself and, and it'll come to you naturally yeah, which I would never and, I would never have my kids be mentored by this. Be be guided, be counseled by this woman. <laughs> Absolutely, just a maniac of a person, She's really. Insane. But yeah, <laughs> belongs in insane asylum, right next to Sierra Burgess and Iron <laughs> Fist. As uh, yes, wow. Okay, do we just establish some outside. supporting characters for Sierra Burgess <laughs> for the Sierra in our Burgess new upcoming verse? film? Sierra Burgess uh, Strikes Back. Main characters who strikes are, the stock market or whatever. Who are bad people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, the Sierra Burgess of Reddit Wars. The bad person Infinity. trilogy. <laughs> saga. The Infinity. The Burgess Saga. Saga, yes. Oh. The Burgess Saga. <laughs> yeah, I wow. could see her as like a supporting general figure in that. But yeah, I don't know. The movie oh, tells man. you the message is one thing. You get a completely different feel from it, given the tone of the movie. And so, I don't know. I came out of it very conflicted. Because there were maybe 30% of the jokes I found funny. Um, and they mm. they were pretty funny. Yeah, it wasn't without humor. It wasn't sure, without humor. Yeah. There are funny parts uh, in the movie. It's not like yeah. you know a, a really bad yeah, comedy it, where you're not laughing at anything. Yeah, yeah, you're not, yeah where you're like cringing the whole time. I mean, you, you do plenty of cringing in this. Oh, there's a lot movie, of cringing. There are moments you. where yeah, I definitely give it chuckle, but it's just yeah. the the styles of comedy are so different throughout the movie that no particular fan of anything is going to be satisfied people who really like the slapstick humor are going to get some kicks out of it people who like sort of the raunchy mm. shock value jokes are going to get a little and people who kind of like the the wit yeah. uh sort of like the, the fourth wall-esque 
not sure what to make of it. Sort of like that uh, <laughs> kind of Ryan Reynolds-esque wit humor. There's stuff for them to enjoy. But it's not the entire film, and the, it's just so packed with a dense variety of jokes that you're either chuckling or cringing, and you go back and forth from it so often, you can never really <laughs> truly enjoy it. No, you, you just can't trust this film. You, you can't, can't trust, trust it. it. I never know if there's going to be a funny... <laughs> Every time the frame pointed to that little fucking like 12-year-old kid and his mom, I just knew the next minute and a half I wasn't going to laugh once. And then whenever, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, Lamorne Morris was on the screen, I was like, okay, it's tolerable now. And you just go back and forth. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose... What is this movie? Yeah, but again, it's not the worst. After I've... I've riffed, I've I've ridden some movies' asses before, but I'm going to be honest with you, mm-hmm. Isaac. Howard the Duck was a oh. very humbling experience for me. <laughs> really? It was. Was it now? <laughs> it, it, we, there are things in movies that we so often take for granted. The very simple things of, oh. of basic blocking and framing and whatnot. And while wow. movies like, you know, what we talked about last week, Sierra Burgess, you know, the cinematic language, it's nothing spectacular, it's nothing groundbreaking, it's it's pretty bland, mm. it's just a whatever, you know, romance it's comedy kind of safe, yeah. framing. What yeah. I liked about it, though, is that it's not an affront to God, it's not a visual assault on my mind, I don't <laughs> feel as though I'm I'm in a torture camp as I am watching the camera angle change. And that was something I had previously just taken for granted before I watched Howard the Duck. These basic elements of film technique, which I will say, the movie meets. The movie passes the bar of being like a a television level movie. I put it at TV level. Pretty flat lighting. Okay. Kind of whatever framing. Yeah. You know, uh, I like some of the some of the editing. Yeah, I, I agreed with that. And post production stuff with like how they do the emails and whatnot, um, and how that's all sort of slapped together. <laughs> I think my favorite editing one was just <laughs> typing the email, and she's like, the, the opening word is like, "I'm going to be real cordial about it," and she's like, "You have a tiny penis," and then what's shown on the screen <laughs> written is like "penis" spelled wrong, and that just sort of adds yeah. that added like humor to it. So there were some good editing yeah, choices yeah. and, uh, you know, was, framing yeah. and, and production wise, it's about like television straight to TV, straight to TV level. And I'm going to have to. It really is. Yeah. And, it's almost, it almost felt like a soap opera in a way. Like that's the quality yeah. I was getting. Kind and, of the vibes. And in our line of work, Isaac, where we watch just the worst shit that we can find, that's a plus. <laughs> that's positive. You know? That is, that is a positive. Yeah. In the world that I live in. The bare minimum is the world the, bare minimum that gets you points. That's what it does. Wow, wow. <laughs> so I will say that it's wow. not well, how I am so. Bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm very happy to hear that that your suffering was <laughs> elevated this week. It was, yeah, it was a little alleviated <laughs> once you once you've seen such Good. rock bottom tomfoolery as Howard the Duck. Even, you know, like some other just, just like the real the real stinkers. Netflix in-house productions like this. There's just nothing really to say about them. I like that little editing trick and the rest of it That's was good. all right. It gives us more That's time good, to yeah. focus on the horrible story 
I, you know, I think I, I can go there with you on this. Like, you know, I was entertained during this, at least, you know, like, yeah, I, I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I was going to watch. I understood like it, it was it was just kind of fun to just kind of poke and prod and nitpick some things and cringe at things. And, you know, it's like, it, yeah, and, and you're yeah. right. It, it wasn't wasn't the worst we've seen so far on this podcast so that was i can go there with you that yeah. was after but i just hate i hate rom-coms, rom-coms so yeah i Anyways. think that's if we've learned i anything hate hallmark shit from this two-week journey is that this is about a little under par for a rom-com genre <laughs> the rom-com genre is not a good genre it's a genre you you take yeah. a date to see you get a little buzzed and then after seeing that just real just shit put to screen, you might get laid after. And I think that's what Valentine's Day is all about. <laughs> that's what Valentine's Day is, is about, yeah. I don't know, though. If you put on Desperados, I don't think there's any... <laughs> I think it just kills the mood, in my opinion. Some Despera- put Desperado, <laughs> nothing like Dolphin Dick and, and just weird. Can't believe that was a thing. Oh, so weird. Yeah. Couldn't believe what I was watching in that scene. Like, wow, <laughs> nothing like a good cringe. Like to this put red in the rocket mood. just approaching the my right fellows, <laughs> approaching the the camera. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say this is an official Taryn from the Good, the Bad, and the Boys recommended uh, love tip. If you can make her cringe, wow, you can make her get naked. Thank you. <laughs> Do you stand by that statement? <laughs> That's my Valentine's Day advice. That's your Valentine's Day. Podcast. And my four-year anniversary was last wow, week. That so is words of wisdom. I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just make her, look just make her cringe other. as wow. often as you can. And she'll eventually like you. And she'll eventually love you. Any Anything to add wow. to that? To that uh, notion, Isaac? Anything to add to that? Wow. Um, you know what? That is uh, something new I've heard. And, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's be our cringiest boys. Let's be Kings. your cringiest boys. Unapologetically cringe. Unapologetically. Yes. Do it. Be yourselves. It's what it's all about. That or one. we could, uh, you know, go the friendship route and maybe we don't need no hoe. Don't need no hoe. It's all about. This Valentine's Day. I don't want to be pushed away yeah. by my friends. The only Valentine you know, we need kings is each other. I'll be right back. That's I'm right. getting a divorce. So don't push. <laughs> I did it, boys. It's just us now. <laughs> it's just us. It's just us. You can't push me away anymore, Taryn. It's just us now. It's the boys now. All right. Yeah. I think that's pretty good Valentine's Day advice. A pretty good send off from the good, yeah, the bad, and the boys. Good. Be as bad, cringy as you bad. can and prioritize the homies and love will come to you. That's right. We love you, kings. We love you, kings. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and don't watch this movie. And don't watch this movie. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new program. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now.